Hey everyone, and welcome to the Devin Carroll Show. I'm your host, Devin, and this show is all about simplifying the complicated Social Security rules so you can use them to your advantage and get every dollar in benefits that you deserve. If you'd like to ask me a question, we record every Thursday at 12 o'clock Central. That number is 903-400-4848. On today's show, we talk to Karen, who has a great question on the reduction of survivor benefits. And then Stephen asked me to clear up some of the confusion with a calculation of the family maximum. And Laura asked, how do I decide how to time the withdrawal of my retirement savings with my Social Security? How, how do I get all that coordinated? And there's a whole lot more too, but starting it off is Karen. Hey, Karen. Hello. How are Hi. you? I'm fine. How are you? Fantastic. Thanks for calling. What can I help you with? Um, I wanted to ask about widow's benefits. Okay. Um, my my husband was disabled for years uh, due to cancer. He passed away February of 20. We have a now 13-year-old. So my son has been receiving, I don't know what you call those, um, survivor benefits, I guess. Okay. Um, and then I also receive benefits to take care of him. Okay. Um, I know. I know my benefits will stop when he turns sixteen. His will continue until eighteen, or until he graduates when he turns. Not, he'll actually be nineteen when he graduates. Yeah. Um, Sounds like you have it right so far. Is, <laughs> my question is: Will the Social Security office told me I will be able to draw widow's benefits from my husband's earnings when I turn sixty? Is that correct? That does sound correct. Yes, ma'am. The early eligibility age for survivor benefits is two years earlier than it is for retirement benefits. So yes, at 60, you are eligible to start drawing those uh, survivor benefits. Okay. Um, is it? Would it be at the same rate that I have now? No, not likely. how is that calculated? Not likely. How old are you right now, Karen? 55. So you're 55 now, so you have another five years to go, and your son is currently 13? Yes. Okay. So the, the way this will work, if you file early for survivor benefits, that amount is going to be reduced, just like it would if you were filing for uh, a retirement benefit earlier. Now, the reduction schedule is a little bit different, but it's still going to get reduced. No question about it. The only way and, and some of it depends. So he was drawing a disability benefit when he passed away? Yes. Okay. Then in order for you to be able to get that full disability benefit that he was getting or an amount equivalent to that, you would need to wait until your full retirement age to file for that benefit. Otherwise, it's going to be reduced. Okay. Okay. I didn't know if there was a, a percentage it was reduced or I'm, I'm just trying to weigh options. Yeah, so the the Social Security Administration actually uses a a simplified formula to figure that out, and it's twenty eight and a half percent at age sixty. That's the amount that it's going to be reduced by. So it will be reduced twenty eight and a half percent. That's correct. His disability benefit, which should have been his full retirement age benefit, also known as his primary insurance amount, that amount will be reduced by twenty eight and a half percent if you file at age 60. Okay. Um, how do I go about letting them know that he, my 13-year-old, my won't graduate until he's 19? Will they stop benefits, restart them, or how early do I need to let them know that? 
So at some point before he turns 18, they should send out a questionnaire and he's going to have to get some documentation from the school as well. And with that questionnaire, the documentation from the school, that's going to be the evidence they need. Okay. We homeschool, so I'm, I'm not sure what documentation they will need. Yeah. You know, there, there's a specific form and for homeschoolers, I, I really don't know, but uh, I would imagine that they'll have to accept, you know, whatever documentation you give them that says he's still in school. So it should be a fairly straightforward process. Well, good, Karen. I was so glad I'm able to help you. Thank you so much. Thank you for everything you do. Have a great day. You too. Thanks. All right. And now we're going to go to Stephen from, well, I'm not sure where Stephen's from. Let's check Stephen out. Hey, Stephen, how are you? Good. Fantastic. uh, I'm on with you. You are. Thank you for calling. She made me think of another couple of questions, but uh, the main question I had is, um, I'm planning on retiring um, the end of this year or starting January for Social Security. Okay. And uh, I have three children that are still in school. And I know that the ma- there's a maximum amount, a family amount, that shows on my statement. Is that the same for a survivor as it is for a retiree? Is that maximum amount the same? So are you looking at this thinking, okay, what if I die? How much will they be able to collect? I'm actually looking at, uh, you know, I, I, I know it shows on my statements if I die, how much the family can collect. Right. But I'm looking at it more like um, if I retire and because I have these minor children that are still in school, um, would that, the maximum that I could receive in retirement, would it be the same? Or the maximum the family can receive, I Yes, minus your benefit. So if you yes. take your benefit so, out of the so equation. So the way that family benefit max is so, calculated is your full retirement age minus all of the benefits to the entitled beneficiaries or the eligible beneficiaries. And so uh, if, if your benefit is no longer there, then that benefit is eligible to be shared among those uh, beneficiaries. And those rates do change. So, so for example, so, for your minor children, if uh, they are collecting 50% while you're alive and you pass away, that amount would go up to 75%. Okay. So the amount that I'll receive if I actually retire is it'd be, it'd be the, the family maximum minus my benefit divided up by the children. Is that correct? So if you retire... Yes. No, you've got that right. That family maximum benefit and the amount that will be paid to the children is your full retirement age benefit. And if you, so if you take that family maximum benefit minus out your full retirement age benefit and whatever is left is the amount that can be split among the eligible beneficiaries. Okay. Because I'm, I'm going to be 30 or 62 when I retired. So it'll be the reduced amount for me. Yeah. But right. The, uh, the family max minus whatever I'm getting. Yeah, but even okay. though it's the reduced amount, uh, uh, Stephen, that, that's one common area that uh, some people mess up there. Even though you're taking a reduced amount, the administration, the Social Security Administration, is still going to make the assumption that you are taking your full retirement age benefit. That's the amount they're going to subtract out of that family max calculation to determine how much is left over for your beneficiaries. Okay, so they're going to take my, my full retirement benefit yes out of the they're going to reduce that the family max by that amount absolutely you've got it 
and then divide the rest up. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. That is correct. That's the oh, way that formula sorry. works. So I'm going to get less than I thought I would. I thought my kids would get whatever benefit I'm getting at 62. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, the family max yeah. minus that less benefit will be divided. But it'll actually be the family max minus my full retirement that will be divided. Absolutely right. Okay. That's the way it works. Okay. And it would work on the so same way. It, uh, the other side would work the same way. You know, if you delayed your filing till 70, where you're actually getting more, they're still going to only subtract out your full retirement age benefit. But if you have kids, that almost never makes sense. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to recalculate because I'm going to actually, it, the amount that can go to the children in total is going to be reduced by the difference of my full retirement minus what I actually get as a reducement. That's right. So I need to recalculate. Yep. Okay. That's absolutely right. And then you said, what do I need to provide to the, um, to the Social Security? You mentioned it in another call, but I only came in through part way of that. Well, they'll um, make it pretty simple for you. So what do I need? They'll, they'll tell you exactly what you need. School. Yeah. And, and, and it won't okay. be, uh, it, it won't be real egregious. The information you have to give them to prove that, uh, you know, you have these children and these are their ages. It's a, it's a okay. fairly common thing. All right. Perfect. Well, Stephen, thanks well, for thank calling. You very much. All right. Have a good day. Hey, I, I appreciate your video. Appreciate what you do. Oh, you are welcome. Thanks for watching. All right. And now let's go to, let's go to Laura. Laura, are you with me? I am. Hey, Laura. How are you? Hi. I'm great today. How are you? Fantastic. What can I help you with, Laura? All right. So I am 59. Okay. widowed recently. And I will be 60 next year. So I'm working full time. I want to retire at 60, draw Social Security widow's benefits, and I will take my husband at the reduced rate. I think it's like 70% of what he was getting, yep. um, which is fine, but not enough to live on. So I would like, and then I'll let my, I'll put my on hold and let my Social Security grow until 70, right? Mm -hmm. that, that's my first thing. Second thing is, I obviously can't live on that. I have 401k pre-tax 401k and I have a brokerage account okay. with money in both of them. Let's say equal amounts. And I'm not worried about the 4% withdrawal rule because there's more in there than I'll ever need. My question is if I was to withdraw, say 50,000, would I want to take it from um, the pre-tax account or my brokerage account to not get hurt on social security and that being taxed? So, and, and you're talking about taking this distribution after you start taking out from your Social Security, right? Right. Okay. So, Laura, you've just hit on a big topic here, uh, maybe even a little bigger than you, than you know. So, for so many years, people have put an emphasis on maximizing Social Security instead of optimizing it. And the question that you've just asked really encapsulates that optimization question. And that's how do I make all of this stuff work together where, where it's doing just that it's all working together. And it's, it's not just this, you know, these standalone silos where I make all of these decisions out of it. And unfortunately, the question you've asked is only something that can be answered with an analysis. There's just no other way, no other way to know, you know? So what, what you're saying is, you know, if I take money out of my brokerage account, is that, you know, is that going to impact the taxation of my social security. 
Well, it, it certainly could, especially if you have gains in that brokerage account. Now, if you take it out of the IRA, we know that's going to drive your adjusted gross income up uh, and, and will likely impact the uh, taxation of your Social Security benefits. But without knowing all of the pertinent facts, it's really hard to know exactly how that's going to impact you. So do you, uh, do you have a financial planner you work with? No, I do this all myself. Gotcha. Well, I understand that. But, you know, there are some folks out there who, you know, they don't have to manage your investments to be able to, to help you with an analysis. Um, and we do have some options coming up down the road very soon that we're going to be able to send folks to to be able to get this kind of analysis done uh, for, a, for a pretty small fee. And, and it's going to answer these sorts of questions. But it's an important question that you've asked, and it's one that you need to get the answer to, you know, before you go out and file for benefits even. Now, in your case, you've, you've got the restricted application that you're going to be able to do because you have the survivor benefit option. So let me go back to that for a minute and ask you about that for a second. Do you know what your full retirement age benefit is right now? It would be 67 age 67. And I believe right now, if I didn't retire till 67, it'd be like whatever the max is, 3,200 or whatever that is. Okay. And the survivor benefit you're going to be able to collect? He was collecting the max, but I would only be able to do 72% of that, right? Okay. Yes. He was, he was at full retirement benefits because he was disabled. So um, I think it would be about 2,300 I would get. Okay. So, so your benefit, your full retirement age benefit is going to be higher than the survivor benefit, right? It is. But okay. Yes. Okay. So just looking at it face value, just you and I talking about it on the phone call today, it sounds like you've got the right strategy with your social security. You know, as, as far as how do you maximize that stream of payments that's going to be coming in, I think you've got it down. Um, that's, that's certainly okay. going to give you Good. the most in payments over um, a given life expectancy, you know, so long as you, you know, your death isn't until sometime after 70. Uh, but as far as, you know, having a strategic plan to be able to draw down your uh, retirement assets and how do you build that bridge, you got to get somebody to help you with that. There's no question about it. It's just not okay. a do-it-yourself project. So that project. would be a financial advisor question. I agree. Uh, yeah. And, and one... <laughs> One that understands Social Security too. It, it's not. It, it's not something, unfortunately, that um, that they all know. You know, I tell people the story quite often that um, I had been in business for almost ten years, holding myself out as a financial advisor. Worked for one of the big brand name firms that you see out there. When the, you know the discovery kind of came out of left field that I didn't know anything about Social Security. I mean, I, I did. I, I knew. I knew the basics. I didn't know it like an individual should if they're out there advising people about their retirement planning. Uh, so, you know, I kind of stopped and relearned what I should have already known about Social Security. But what I found through that process was I wasn't the only one. The vast majority of financial advisors, they just, they don't get it. So you're going to have to ask some probing questions. And um, someone who's astute and really leans into the numbers, they'll be able to help you with this. Okay, great. Well, thank you for your advice. You are welcome. Have a great day and thanks for calling. You too. All right. So now let's go to, uh, let's go to Kenneth York. Hey, Kenneth, how are Hello. you, sir? Hi, hey, Devin. I'm great. I'm great. Good. Uh, thanks for calling. Is, I'm currently, okay. I'm currently 66. Okay. I, I reached full retirement 
June of this year. But I started taking my Social Security because I was unemployed back in uh, when was it? Uh, 2017. Then I found a job in 2018, so I stopped with my payments. Okay. So um, now I want to. I'm still working. I want to start my payments again since I reached full retirement age. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Sorry. But uh, tell me that the only bump I'm going to get is because of my earnings, the bump from 2018. What do you, what's your thought on that? What, what payment amount should I be getting uh, currently? Well, well, Kenneth, let me go back for a moment and, and, and retrace this. So when did you initially file for benefits? Uh, 2017. Okay, so you filed in 2017, and then you stopped those benefits in 2018? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what month in 2017 did you initially file for your benefits? Uh, like uh, June. Okay. And then in, in 2018, when did you stop those benefits? Like August. Okay. So, so we've got about... 13 to 14 months where you stopped your benefit. Yeah, I think it was total 15, yeah, 15, yeah, 15 months. That 15 months. Benefit. Okay. Now, you said that someone at the Social Security Administration told you the only bump you would get would be from your earnings? Yeah, for 2019 and 2020. Okay. But All right. I, I, I emailed another advisory, uh, Social Security advisory, and they told me they should roll for my start date for the 34 months that I didn't take benefits. Because they initially penalized me, if you would, for right. taking like 40, 49 payments earlier, early, which I'd have been fine if I'd taken 49 payments, but I only took 15. Yep. yep. So it, it sounds like the other guys probably have it right here. So there's what they call the adjustment to the reduction factor, the ARC, um, and the ARF right. rather. Let me, let me get my letters right here. So it's the adjustment to the reduction <laughs> factor. And so for every month that you filed early, that is one reduction factor. And so when they recalculate the adjustment to the reduction factor, they go back and they look at months where you were not taking benefits and they adjust those reduction factors out. So for example, if if, if you filed 48 months early and then you stopped your benefits for 24 months, when they recalculate that, they're going to show that you filed for benefits 24 months early. And that's the way your benefit will be reduced. So you're absolutely right. Uh, they are going to come back in, recalculate that, and um, you know you're going to get a higher benefit than what you were receiving before. Not to mention that your benefit may also increase because your earnings um, may have increased as well. Now, without right. seeing your full well, earnings it's, history, that's good news. it's hard to know. Yeah, well, still, and and yeah, unfortunately, that's, that's sometimes there's a disconnect between what happens at the local Social Security office and the advice they give and what happens when they're actually processing your benefit. But they'll catch that. And if they don't, then you need to ask for a reconsideration of benefits. No question. Well, that's what I'm in the process of doing now. In fact, I've already filed it. Okay. But I hadn't heard back. It's been about a month. But yeah. That's good news. I'm, great. I'm glad to hear that. That's really good news. Well, good. I'm, um, I'm happy to give people good news. That's always, uh, that's always okay. nice. Thanks for calling, right. Kenneth. Thanks for your help. All right. Thanks Bye-bye. You Thank you. Bye-bye. And up next is Jay's. Hey, Jay's. Yeah, how you doing, Devin? Good, sir. Did I get your name right? Yes, it's actually most people mispronounce it the other way. They uh, they pronounce it like J A Z Z. They call me Jazz, but jazz. it's actually Jay's with a long A. <laughs> hey, you know what? Being called Jazz isn't so bad, though, is it? <laughs> right. That's right. I never make a big deal about it. <laughs> no. How can I help you, Jay's? Okay. Um, my birthday is September 1st. Uh, according to Social Security, it actually is August 31st. 
so I applied for Social Security at my full retirement age of 66. Last year in in August, I got my full check in, uh, my first uh, check in September. I thought that the 8% that I waited for the full year uh, would be included in. And then I was reading somewhere, they said, no, 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 they only award that um, once uh, once a, a year in January. I says, okay, well, I can't complain to uh, make a, a uh, discrepancy about what they said because I, I should be getting that extra 8% of my check in January. Well, uh, it didn't come. I said, okay, well, maybe there's some kind of goof up with this COVID stuff. So it turns out where uh, I applied for a reconsideration and they finally agree that I should be getting more money. Uh, they said starting next month, I'll be getting the higher amount with that extra 8% in. And then they actually deposited in my direct account uh, monies that were uh, should have been paid as of January through June. But I was under the impression that because I waited a full year that I should have been getting, uh, should have had that 8% added to my August uh, qualification that was being paid in September. So I'm seeing that they underpaid me. I think, uh, I mean, maybe I have this wrong, that I should be paid uh, extra money for, for the month of August, September, October, November, and December. Um, but I have yet to contend with them about that. Uh, what is, should I be, is it only going to be right in a sense, get cheated out of those extra months? Yep. Or That's or, exactly the way it works, Jay. So, the the only time they add that 8% to your benefit after full retirement age is if you file at 70. Otherwise, they wait until January of the following year to add that. So in your case, you are absolutely right that that benefit check you receive for August, September, October, November, December, those benefit checks do not have that 8% added. And they're not going to go back and add that retroactively either and give you a lump sum for that. Um, so that, yeah. Okay. That's part of their accounting that's in their favor, because here's the interesting thing about this. And I wrote about this in an article I did called The Delay of Delayed Retirement Credits. You can't convince me, not for a second, that they don't have the accounting process in place to handle this. Because I can guarantee you this, if you file at 65, they're going to be able to reduce your benefit on a monthly basis and be able to handle the accounting for that. And yet somehow they tell us we can't handle the accounting. And uh, we, we don't know how to do that. So we just do it once a year in January. It's mm -hmm. nonsense. But unfortunately, what you've been told is absolutely right. Now, I'm glad you were able to get the benefit fixed, you know, for going back to January. But I think what you're looking for is maybe the extra bump you would have received for those other months. And right. I'd right. probably give up on that. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, well, I mean, I only had it you know, as of you know, September. I can't imagine those poor folks that uh, their birthday is, let's say, uh, February 1st yeah. or January 15th. Right. They're losing all that extra money. <laughs> right. No, you're absolutely right. There's there's no question. Uh, you know, on, on even wow. a $1,000 benefit, that's that's 80 bucks a month. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I, okay, I've got the scoop. I thank you very much for your time, and I really appreciate your channel. Keep up the great work. You I, are I welcome. I appreciate what you do. Well, thanks for calling, and uh, thanks so much for watching the videos. Okay, you take care now. All right. Well, that wraps up today's show. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, if you found today's show valuable, would you mind leaving me a review? I read every one of them, and I assure you it's very much appreciated. Oh, and you should also know that, yes, I'm an actual practicing financial planner. 
but I'm probably not your financial planner and I'm certainly not your tax or legal advisor. So before you take any action with what we talk about today, you need to consult with your own advisors. I'll be back with another episode soon.